Lord, I was singing that song earlier today, The Joy of the Lord is My Strength. You remember that old song? Yes. Praise God, it still works. You may be seated, praise God. Lord, we approach your throne, we approach your word just humbly, reverently. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your word. We pray, Lord, the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light, our spirits would be strengthened. We ask for utterance today, agreeing and touching this thing that we're about to uh, receive, the word of the Lord. And Lord, as we receive communion later on today, Lord, we're expecting people to be touched by your power. We're expecting lives to be changed today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 2. We're in our third part of our series, Jesus Is. The first week we talked about Jesus is our shepherd. And then last week we spoke on that Jesus is our righteousness. Amen. This morning I want to speak to you along the lines of Jesus is the name above every name. In Philippians, the second chapter... And we notice in verse 9 through verse 11. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now, one translation says he's given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things, now where the word says things there... Literally, it is beans. Everyone say beans. Not like navy beans, but B-E-I-N-G-S. Beans, all right? Of beans, where? In heaven. And beans in earth. And beans under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord To the glory of God the Father. There's another sermon right there. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus is the name above every name. I mean every name. His name is above that. Highly exalted in the Greek means over. It means that he has been Lifted up. Mr. Strong says that the phrase suggests an exaltation to the highest position. An elevation above all others. God has given him the name above every name. One to which every knee is going to bow. Not just things or beings in this realm. But heaven, earth and hell recognize that at the name of Jesus, they must bow. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul, <clears throat> had great revelation. We, uh, we call it Paul's revelation. Paul's revelation consisted of who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what we can do now that we are in Christ Jesus. It would pay you to find out all the scriptures in the New Testament where it says in Christ or in whom or in him and get those scriptures firmly planted down into your spirit and think on them and meditate on them and then start saying what God says about who you are in him. 
And when you find out who you are in him, it's going to change your life. It literally changed my life in the 70s. And I dare say it's still changing my life today. Now, why is that? There's power in continuing. Jesus said, if, that's conditional, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And then you will what? You will know the truth and the truth, what will it do? It'll make you free. But as sure as a person stops feeding along these lines, meditating along these lines, thinking along these lines and speaking along these lines, the enemy will just come along and rob them of that revelation. That's why it's so important that we take heed to what Paul spoke to the church at Rome. In Romans, the 10th chapter, in the 17th verse, he said, So then, faith cometh by hearing. Notice with me, it does not say faith cometh by having heard. Amen? It's good that we heard it, but it's important that we keep hearing it. For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, I got a hold of these truths as a young man. I'm not an old man, but I'm getting older. But I got saved when I was 24 years old. And I can remember getting that little book by Charles Capps called God's Creative Power. We handed that out to you. And I didn't have an automobile. I really didn't even have a bed when I went to Ramah back in 1974. But I had a girlfriend, hallelujah, (laughs) amen, who, who cooked for me and who blessed me and who lived right upstairs. But more importantly, I had God. Amen. And so I just took these scriptures because I knew that it would change me. And I was under a major transformation in my life at that time. And so I can remember I worked in a factory downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I didn't have a car. And I had a fellow by the name of Lynn. He picked me up, but I had to walk a couple miles to the freeway. So on my way early in the morning... In those hot summer mornings down there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the month of July, I would just walk and I'd just pray and praise and I would confess God's word. I would just walk with him and I would just take that book and I would think about it and meditate on it. I would say things like, I am part of the body of Christ and Satan has no power over me. For I overcome evil with good. I am of God, for greater is he that is in me than he that's in the, lo- in the world. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your word and your spirit comfort me. I'm far from oppression today, for fear does not come nigh me. And no weapon formed against me is going to prosper, for I am the righteousness, now listen, of God in him. And I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So let's just do that day after day, week after week month after month, year after year, and it started getting a hold of me. It started growing in me. And my faith began to develop. Amen? And now today, praise the Lord, I don't let go of those truths. I hold fast to those truths. I haven't moved on. I'm moving higher. I'm not moving away from the word of faith. I'm not moving away from the word. I'm letting this word of Christ dwell in me richly more today than ever before. And so there's power in continuing in these things. 
For as you do, the truth that made you free will continually keep you free. Amen? Amen. Say, that with me. Say that with me. The truth that has made me free, it will keep me free. Now, let me just quote this to you in Galatians, the fifth chapter and the first verse. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Well, it wouldn't hurt us to look over there, so let's take time to look at Galatians 5, 1. I think I'm preaching on Jesus is the name above every name, but praise the Lord, this all is related. Amen? In Galatians, the fifth chapter and the first verse. Now, notice this. He said, stand fast in the liberty or in the freedom, in the emancipation. Wherewith, now notice this with me, we're not trying to get free, we are free. You know, there's a whole lot of people trying to get free, cast this out of me, cast that out of me, and one day I'll be free. No, get saved, get delivered, get the word, think right, live right, do right, and you won't need any healing and memories. Amen? You won't need any devils cast out of you. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. I love the fact that he's made us free. It's already been bought and paid for. And notice, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, for them, the yoke of bondage was legalism. It was thinking that they had to be circumcised to be saved. But for Christians today, the yoke of bondage could be anything that held them in bondage before they were born again. It could be religious thinking. It could be alcoholism or whatever the case might be. But here's the key. Standing fast in the liberty will keep you free and set you free and set you on a right path for your life. Amen. Can you raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord. So Jesus is the name which is above every name. And how we got off in that is the Apostle Paul had Paul's revelation. So let's look at a part of this revelation today. Let's feed on this this morning. What do you say? Look at Ephesians, the first chapter, if you would. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And then uh, beginning over here in verse 15, he says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in Jesus and your love for all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. The Apostle Paul was so blessed by what was going on at the church at Ephesus. He was so encouraged by their faith that it brought thanksgiving out of his heart. But along with this spirit of thanksgiving was a unceasing, consistent repetition by the spirit of prayer for them. This is not a prayer that should be just prayed once. It's not a one and done. It's something that we must continue in consistently for one another, for ourselves, and for people around us. This is a revelation that is so important. Now notice with me in verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
the father of glory. I'm glad it says he's the father of glory and not the father of doom and gloom. Amen. He's the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and what? And revelation in what? In the knowledge of him. That word knowledge is an exact knowledge. It's the opposite of a head knowledge. It is heart knowledge. Amen. That's when God's word becomes real and alive in you when it goes from your head to your heart. And so Paul's praying that he, he would, that the Lord would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now notice this. The eyes of your understanding. That is the eyes of your spirit man. That is the eyes of your heart. These are not natural eyes, but these are spiritual eyes. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Oh, it's a good day when the lights come on. (laughs) Oh, happy day when the lights came on. When you found the way, come on, the truth and the life. (laughs) Oh, happy day. When you left the land of religion and moved on over into the kingdom of God. Oh, a happy day when the lights come on. Glory to God. If you've ever been in a situation where there was a power failure in your home and for any long period of time, it's not much fun. But oh, it's a happy moment and it's a happy day when the lights come back on. Amen. Well, I'm telling you what, the entrance of his word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple and you and I qualified, but we're no longer simpletons. We are in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of his in us and the lights have come on. Woo! Oh, happy day when the lights came on. When you saw that not only did he bear your sin, but he bore your sickness and disease. Oh, happy day when the lights came on. When you saw and understood that, look, he's the prince of peace. And you don't have to sweat it. You can just live your life in glory and in peace. Amen. All right. I didn't know all that was in there, but I like it. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened. The Amplified says that the eyes of your understanding be flooded with light. Flooded with light. Now, when this happens, there comes some things that you'll know. There'll come some understanding that you may know, number one, what is the hope of his calling? Number two, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? My, my, my. And number three, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? The exceeding greatness of his power. Now notice, toward those who believe. Oh, say it with me, I believe. And I receive the greatness of his power. And so what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought or worked in Christ 
when he raised him from the dead. This is talking about getting a revelation of resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead, that raised you from spiritual death to spiritual life. Resurrection power that quickens your body, quickens your mind, quickens your finances, and brings to life dead things. Amen. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. Where did he seat him at? In heavenly places. Now, I think we need to read verse 21 through 23 together. Are you all ready? Okay, let's read. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him. The name above every name. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the name. Now, I like what Moffat's translation says in verse 22. We don't have that here, but let me just read it to you. He has put everything under his feet and set him as head over everything for the church. For the church, which is his body, filled by him who fills the universe entirely. Amen. Another translation says this. He did this for the benefit of the church. Are you part of the church? Let me ask you this. Are you part of the body of Christ? Well, we know that Jesus is the head. We're part of the body. I ask you, where are the feet? Are the feet in the head or the feet in the body? Well, they're in the body, but they're all joined together. Now, notice this with me. He put all things under his feet for the benefit of the church. Oh, man, that... that, That'll make me happy right there. Glory to God. One writer says it this way. God made this investment for the benefit of the church. He has made this deposit on which the church has a right to draw her every need. He has given to him the name that has within it the fullness of the Godhead the wealth of the eternities and the love of the heart of the father of God. And that name is given to us. He goes on to say, we have the right to use that name against our enemies. We have the right to use that name in our petitions. And we have a right to use that name in our praises and in our worship. And that name has been given unto us. Put your hand over your heart and say, that name, Jesus is the name above every name. His name has been given unto me. Glory to God. He goes on to say, heaven, earth, and hell recognize what Jesus did. All that Jesus did, all the authority, all the power, 
All of his achievements are in his name. And that name on our lips will work the same things now as it did then. Speak in the name. Praise in the name. Work in the name. Witness in the name. Be a good husband. Be a good wife in the name. Whatever you do, do it all in the name of the Lord. Amen? So, let's, let's feed just a little bit longer. What do you say? Y'all want some more? We'll feed a little bit longer. What he has provided was not without a fight. It was not without a conflict. His name was won by conquest. How many of you know the devil's a liar? And he absolutely opposed the plan of God from the beginning. He immediately went after Adam and Eve. He immediately went after the seed of the woman. He tried to kill Jesus before he was born. When he was still an infant. And one day, he did kill him on the cross. He thought he had won. He thought he had stopped God's plan for redemption. But Jesus never would have willingly gave up his life if he didn't have some inside information. Don't you know the master, when he was hanging on that cross, could have called legions of angels, thousands and thousands of them to save him. Once Jesus was in the tomb. There was a party in hell. But on that third day, that party was interrupted. Hallelujah. On that third day, that party was interrupted. Let's get some more scripture now. Let's look at Colossians 2. Notice verse 15. And we'll, uh, we'll read the amp- from the Amplified Version. Thank you guys up there. I- haven't, haven't been given them my scriptures the last few weeks. It's not that I'm a naughty boy. I just don't know what direction I'm going to go sometime. But look at Colossians 2.15, Amplified Version. Early Sunday morning, just like Jesus said, he rose and triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. Now notice this, Galatians 2.15. Everyone say it with me. Jesus is is the name name above every name. name. It says here now, God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and a public example of them in triumphing over them in it in the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The King James says he spoiled principalities and powers. Still another translation says he disarmed the principalities and powers which fought against him. Philip's translation says that Jesus exposed them. He shattered them. He emptied them. He defeated them. In his own triumphant victory. 
Rotterham's translation says he paralyzed him. He paralyzed him so that that turkey couldn't move. Hallelujah. The enemy had to hide and watch as Jesus stripped him of his power and took from him the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Amen. I mean, in the battle of the ages, Jesus was the last man standing. Hallelujah. And now, And now he enables you to stand. To stand in the armor of God. To stand against the wiles and the strategies of the enemy. Yes, you are in him and he is in you. So now you stand tall in him. Clothed in the armor of God. Not moved and not afraid. For you know the enemy has been defeated. And you know that he is below. Under your feet. So stand strong in me, saith the Lord. Be strong in me and in the power of my might. Walk in victory and walk in the light. And surely when the enemy comes before you, you shall just speak in my name. The name of Jesus, I resist you. And he will flee and he will run from you as in terror. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Stand strong. I like that. The last man standing. Now, did you notice with me that he spoiled principalities and powers? Right? Now, look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Now, we're going to talk about Jesus is the name above every name next week as well. You, You just can't cover a whole lot. But notice with me in Ephesians 6, 12. These are the same principalities and powers spoken of in Ephesians, the 6th chapter, the 12th verse. Ephesians 6, 12 says... For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Aren't you glad that man is not your enemy? Aren't you glad your boss is not your enemy? Don't answer this, but aren't you glad your wife is not your enemy? Or your husband is not your enemy? No. Flesh and blood is simply flesh and blood. Now, flesh and blood can be motivated by an evil spirit. Right? But we don't have to come against flesh and blood to take care of that. We don't have to deal with flesh and blood on their ground. Because you and I have been raised to higher ground. Come on. We've been raised to higher ground and a higher revelation. So we don't deal with flesh and blood in the natural, but we deal with the spirit behind it. Amen? Remember that. Because your flesh wants to fight. You insult me, I'll insult you. You spit on me, I'll spit on you. You punch me, I'll punch you seven times. That's the natural man. That's a man not dominated by the Spirit of God. But now notice. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the principalities and the powers we wrestle against 
are the same ones that he overcame. That he spoiled. That he put to naught. Hallelujah. I'm almost entering into shouting ground right now. Look at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Hebrews, the second chapter, the 14th verse. I'm going to read it from the ASV. Any spirit that comes against you through another person, you just take authority over that. You do not have to point at that person and say, I bind you, devil, in the name of Jesus. You can just take care of it in the privacy of your own car, in the privacy of your own home. Hallelujah. You foul spirit operating to that person, trying to harass me, trying to intimidate me. I break your power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name which is above every name. I command you and I demand you to desist in your maneuvers against me now. Everyone say now. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. We've done that many times here in the church. You know, sometimes people come in with the wrong motives. And I'm a shepherd. And I usually can recognize a wolf. You know that I've been given authority over wolves? Now, many have there been the time where I haven't dealt with the person individually. But I have dealt with the person in the realm of the spirit. And just bound that and put a stop to that. And I notice in a matter of time, they're gone. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When the wolves leave, when the wolves leave. You know, other times we've had to, we've had to talk to them. Some straightened up, some are too dumb to straighten up. And if people are too dumb to straighten up, they have to leave. That didn't cost you anything extra. Look at your neighbor and say, there's no wolves in here today. I'm pretty sure. Hebrews 2.14 ASV says, Since then the children are shares in flesh and blood. He also, like in manner, took part of the same, that through death he might bring to naught. Everyone say, he brought to naught. Him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Now, when it says brought to naught, it means reduced him to nothing. So as far as you're concerned, and as far as I'm concerned, we are not dealing with something that we need to be afraid of. He reduced them to nothing. No wonder he said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Thank God we're in the kingdom of God And the kingdom of God is in us. Say with me, Jesus met the enemy and his cohorts on their own territory and defeated them. The conquest that Jesus made over sin, over sickness, and over the devil are wrapped up in the name of Jesus. And that name belongs to me. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
so that we can have communion today. We'll just have to unhook right here, but we'll hook right back up next week. Are you all interested? I want you to listen to this prophecy delivered back in 1978 by Brother Hagin. And I'm going to have this printed out for you next week. This is really good. He said, but yea, come ye, says the Lord, with an open heart and a mind that is receptive to my word. And the truth of the word of God will dawn upon your spirit. And you shall realize that you are thoroughly furnished with all that you need. To meet the enemy in combat from day to day. And so thou shalt be victorious, not just once in a while, but every single day of your life. For thou shalt put the enemy to flight, and thou shalt enjoy victory in every fight. But some would say, oh, that sounds too good to be true. I've tried before to walk in the light of what I thought was God's word. And it just won't work for me. I just don't know what's wrong. Yea, says the Lord, humble yourself before me and my word. And acknowledge with all sincerity, thy word is truth. And I will stand upon thy word. And I will speak forth thy word. And I will pick up the name with all of its authority and majesty and excellence and glory. Even the name that is above every name. Because that name is mine, and from this day forward, I will refuse to relent. I will refuse to be defeated, but I will stand my ground and enjoy the fullness of all the blessing that belongs to me. Yea, says the Lord, learn all that belongs unto you. Study to know, and the Spirit of God will come unto you and show the mightiness of his glory the greatness of his authority, the reality of his presence, and you shall stand in his name. And it will be a strong tower unto thee for protection against all the storms of life and the onslaughts of the enemy and all that the enemy shall seek to do unto thee. You need not cry out in fear and cry out in desperation, even though sometimes because of the lack of knowledge he will hear, But in all calmness and peace and serenity of heart and mind, you can say the truth I do find. Yea, I've found the way of life and the truth. I've found the majesty and royalty and goodness for Jesus has overcome. And his name with all of its majesty and glory today is the same. And I will exercise my right and I will walk in the light of his word. Amen. Let's just stand up for a moment and just thank God for his name. Amen. Declare this with me. Thank you, Father. That Jesus is the name above every name. Thank you that you've authorized me to take my place and to take my dominion in the name of Jesus. For Jesus gave us authority to use his name. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. I bind and cast down spiritual wickedness in high places, and I render them harmless and ineffective against me against my mind, 
against my body, against my family, against my church, against my nation, in the mighty name, above every name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.